As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheel, and Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheel and Zach coming at you with steps and things flapping their wings on. How do you have time to consume all this content? You're listening to Dave Spadaro interviews? I, I take a morning bike ride and I listen to Oh, oh I want to hear more it about is. that, but go ahead. No, the Schuylkill Trail. I, I oh, really? Yes. Wow. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a Friday late morning edition of Birds with Friends. I am Bo Wolf, joined by fresh off the Schuylkill Trail, Zach Berman. We've got Marissa Morris. And shook a potty out front of Pastafisio. Shiel, everybody wants to know, how you doing? I feel like between nuanced goose and like some caricature of Zach sprinting, uh, car keys in hand, there's some t-shirt, uh, t-shirt possibilities there, I feel. You know, just as we look ahead here. I think that's probably right. Are you guys, uh, you guys, you guys nappers? Great. No. Nap. Um, an unbelievable nap day today. Oh, yeah? No, I mean, it feels just, like it, right? Oh, it feels, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, 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 we had like, 20 minutes between the end of Doug Peterson and this show. I took like a 10 minute. I just closed my eyes for 10 minutes. No, you can't nap before noon. What you you got to let the, no, no, you wait till the afternoon to nap. Well, then it's you just a second sleep. I mean, I'm just trying to steal what I can here. Oh, so you just woke up. Uh, I'm shocked that Zach I didn't is really not a fall na- asleep, napper. I'm really. just like, <laughs> I'm not a yeah. napper. Um, Zach's, I, Zach's on that, like, you know, uh, w- like Adam Schefter nonsense of uh, like three hours of sleep. I could be so lucky to be like Adam Schefter. Oh, please. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> Stop that uh, right now. Enough enough, enough of the uh, filleting Schefter. Okay. <laughs> but I, I do have an announcement to make for oh. Shield's wife Uh-oh. and for anyone who's watching this. Uh, if I am looking down and I'm not smiling at that particular moment, it is because our editor is messaging me about a story I have coming up. I, I, I am not looking, I'm, I'm not unhappy to be here or, uh, reading something that's not going on with the show. I am simply responding to Pete about our headline ideas for the story. 
Your hair's looking great today. Is something new? Is it growing out a little bit? I gotta say, do you, oh, am I wrong, nice Bo? Say, no. I mean, look no, at that. Nothing, Zach's always looking good. Yeah. Literally nothing different going on. What do you call that? My when I used to have hair, I would call that the wall up top, and the front. Well, you know? I, oh. I just you know you okay. put build that wall, it, you baby. Push it back. Yeah. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. Is my does my video look darker? Yeah, you look is blurry, it, darker. I, I mean, don't know why that is. Maybe it's just because I have a garbanzo beans computer here with no no battery, but here we are. Here we are. All right. Well, we've got plenty to get to on the show today. We will uh, preview the upcoming game against the Ravens. We will do our bird on the street, our crow thine enemy, and then we've got a new segment to take the place of the owl you know draft. And I think I think it's going to be a fun one. So we'll we'll see how it goes. I would disagree with that. Of course you would. But let's uh, let's do it. Let's start as we always do. Let's kick it over. To the Stone Cold Newsman, the man who's better than Adam Schefter in my eyes. Zach Berman, what's the latest? There will be a changing of the guard this weekend at Lincoln Financial Field. (laughs) Right guard will have a new starter. Matt Pryor is not going to be out there. Uh, This is not performance related. This is illness related. Matt Pryor uh, not starting. Jamon Brown starting at right guard for the Eagles. Who is going to start next to him at right tackle? That's a good question. Lane Johnson still trying to work his way back. Did not practice the past two days. The Eagles are practicing indoors in about 20 minutes right now. Uh, And we'll see what Johnson's status is later in the day. If Johnson cannot play because of that ankle injury, then Jack Driscoll will start at right tackle against the Baltimore Ravens. Deshaun Jackson making progress. Uh, Had a good day yesterday, according to Doug Peterson. They'll see how he is. He's hopeful he'll be able to play. I should add the caveat that Doug Peterson expressed optimism two weeks ago that Deshaun Jackson could play. I think that optimism might be more founded this week just based on our observations at practice. Alshon Jeffrey, though, doesn't sound like he's going to play. It's week six. This is a crucial point in the calendar, obviously, because the Eagles had that decision to make. Take him off Puff or keep him on pup for at least six weeks. He has been able to practice on a limited basis, has been scout team the past few weeks, has been with the offense this week, but still doesn't sound like he'll be ready to go. Good news on the defensive side of the ball is Darius Slay uh, was cleared to return to practice or, or cleared to play, so he's in line to play Sunday. He had that concussion. As long as he does not experience any symptoms in the next 48 hours from the concussion, He'll be out there against the Ravens. We don't know yet know the status of Avante Maddox. That will be an interesting to watch. It'll also be interesting to watch the status of Shield Kapadia, who is no longer on the screen here. It, oh, did we lose Shield? Yeah. Yes. Oh. So his mic messed up before we, um, right as Zach was starting, and I was messaging him. Up, oh, he's coming back. Okay. So I think he might. That was have... a good ad lib, though, Zach. Yeah. Here, here he comes. Uh, so as as we welcome Shield back onto the screen. Avante Maddox uh, is a player to watch in terms of his status because he was limited in practice. The other thing I should add, this did not come up in in Doug Peterson's press conference, but Will Parks, who has returned to practice this week, uh, has, has been showing signs of progress. People are talking as if he's going to play. An NFL Network reported on Thursday night that he has received medical clearance to return to play. So, that would be a big boost for the defense as well. So before we get to the Alshon discussion and whether or not you know they made a mistake by 
putting him or taking him off PUP. Uh, uh, quickly on the other the other things, you know, it sounds like it'll be it sounds to me like it'll be Driscoll, and like I don't think Lynn's gonna play Driscoll and Jamon Brown. And shout out to uh, our Ham fans, we've got Hamon hmm. Brown. Oh, we got a, we got a fresh background for Shield. Um, but what about what about the defense? You think you think it will be Slay and Maddox, Zach, with Mills back at safety? What's your guess? Well, if I I don't know Maddox's status right now, it's that that one's hard to say. So well, I'm not if, asking you to report. I'm asking you to speculate. To speculate? Yes, I I I would guess that. I would guess Mills, uh, Mills back at safety. Parks as the third safety. But if they wanted to give Maddox an extra week, keep Park. Oh, I'm sorry, keep Mills on the outside because they felt that either he's been practicing there this week, they they could potentially put Parks in in Mills' spot at safety. Yeah, because I think, I mean, it's Slay hasn't been able to practice with the team. So yep. my guess is that Mills has been playing corner this week. I don't know if it matters, but what are you laughing at, Shield? You have to take over. Uh, I don't have multiple monitors today, so you need to be uh, on the lookout for the uh, mm. comments in the YouTube channel. I got that? him too. Oh, Marissa's got that. Okay, well, Marissa's so, the the ace. Somebody we else. Got any, we got to, any uh, any any heaters? Um, everyone was wondering where Shiel went. Shiel's like Jason Peters here, having to switch in and out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I saw. It's, it's a good reference. I think Zach last week did it. It looked like a lot of fun, and so I thought, uh, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot. I might do it again later. So who knows? Yeah, there you go. Keep the suspense up. Um, did you do you have do you, do you care at all about the injuries, Shield? You have nothing to say, right? I mean, geez, I guess not. Yeah, why am I even oh, here? Should I sign off again? I don't know. I'm just, what do you? You got no, any I've, thoughts? No, I have nothing to say. I I am I am interested to see how uh, a Matt Pryor replacement performs at uh, at right guard. As I've said, he's struggling with a literal like replacement player, like. Yeah. Now it's uh, if Lane Johnson doesn't play well, all of a sudden that's going to be uh, very, very problematic. And I don't know if it would be fair to judge him, but it's a tough week to come in and start because this Ravens defense, I would say uh, your boy uh, Don Wink Martindale mm. has maybe the most. Uh, what, what can we use? You know, I don't like the football guy term for exotic for blitz packages. Can we come up with something yeah. different? I mean, what's exotic about it? It doesn't really, you know, that doesn't seem to fit. Like, what? how did that get in the... Erotic. Uh, yeah. Well, no, well, that, that definitely does not fit. Well, when we do the ad reads later, maybe we'll try to uh, work that in. But I think for right now, uh, we'll work on it. Creative. Yeah, I think you're right. Creative, okay? He has, he has the most, I think, creative blitz packages, perhaps, of any defensive coordinator in the NFL. I mean, it was week one, I think, where he dropped, like, Calais Campbell from left defensive tackle to, like, the uh, right uh, hook curl area there and normally i see defensive coordinators do stuff like this and i'm like dude get over yourself like let the guys who rush the passer rush the passer but he has sort of it feels like he has a knack for it they've got a lot of different guys who can blitz uh patrick queen i think already has two sacks their safety i think has two sacks so uh the point is it's a tough week to be like all right get out there you're playing right guard potentially next to uh next to jack driscoll and go block these guys by right. the way, I, I just had a, a, a quick non-football Oh, uh, oh I like Ooh, that. Don't go out on a tangent. Yeah, so so Bo uh, mentioned the ad reads later. She'll mention the ad reads later. And I was thinking something from the podcast the other night. Could you imagine if Javon Kirst randomly was like told to listen to our podcast, you know, or Javon Kirst's friend? And I, I forget what Bo's exact line was, but... 
It's as listeners of this podcast know so and so about Javon Curse's life. Yeah, and I'm just thinking, like he said it so casually that. Well, I, I mean only... the w- the fact that you're not bringing it up is only increasing the chances that he finds out about. <laughs> I it thought the same thing, Zach. I always picture like Javon Curse driving down the road. You know, <laughs> uh, Apple Podcasts has a recommended pod. He hits play, and all of a sudden it's Bo doing a. Uh, an ad read for erectile dysfunction that has him <laughs> in the lead there. And he's wondering like, what in the world is going what on? It's going on. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I was just, I was thinking about that the other day and I, I thought I would bring that up on the podcast. Well, you got to give a little, you got to, you know, have the Easter eggs for the longtime listeners. That's what it's all about. Okay. Uh, so it has been six weeks now and we will not see Alshon Jeffrey on the field. The Eagles made the decision to pull him off PUP and if they hadn't, they could have activated him after this game. What do you make of that uh, decision, Zach? I think it was a poor decision. And I, I recognize that Alshon has been on the practice field for the past three weeks, and there was merit to that. If they had put him on PUP, or I'm sorry, if they had kept him on PUP, rather, uh, then he would not have been able to practice. I'm also speaking with the benefit of hindsight here. And then the third thing I, I should, the third caveat I should acknowledge is that this is a year when they have increased roster flexibility. So they haven't gone into a game shorthanded at a particular position because of roster flexibility. That being said, my reservation or my objection, the reason why I think they made a mistake is because that those, 50, those initial 53 roster spots are very valuable because those are made before, you know, before the waiver claims go through. So you don't know who's going to get through. They made a decision to cut Noah Tongiai at tight end. They made a decision to cut Rasul Douglas at cornerback. At, at I won't bring up Sidney Jones here. They didn't make that decision. Big game last week for yeah, Sidney Jones. But, but let's look at, at those two players in particular, Noah Tongiai and Rasul Douglas, two players who, who uh, did not clear waivers. Okay, Maybe the Eagles thought they would get them through to waivers. Did not clear waivers. Uh Positions where the Eagles were were notably short when they went to 53. Like we said, they're short at tight end, they're short at outside cornerback. And positions where they've needed depth this year too. And the so the decisions made to keep Alshon Jeffrey and Howie Roseman defended that decision because they said the information they had is that he'll be back within six weeks. If he's not back within six weeks, I do not believe that the, that the three weeks they've had of Alshon at a limited capacity of practice is worth that roster spot um, because those are are uh, are players or that player whether it was Tongi at, at tight end whether it's Rasul Douglas at cornerback he could have helped you and I don't necessarily buy the caveat I gave about I'm speaking with the benefit of hindsight because when you make that decision those are the calculations and conversations you have to have at the time. So I, I will go a little bit against type here um, because, you know, I just I, I went nuts about the Casey Tuhill wave the other day. And I'm not quite as upset about this move um, because for the reasons you said, there is more flexibility this year. And, uh, you know, they did get to see him in practice. That said, why it was a bad decision, I think, is because this was always an aggressive timeline for him coming off that injury. Like, it's not it's not like there was a setback here. The expectation coming into this season when he has a Liz Frank at the end of November or beginning of December mm-hmm. is that he's not going to be back until, you know, week eight or so. 
So for them to push it aggressively, I think is is a bad decision. So that's why that's why I think it's a, wrong, a bad decision, not necessarily because they needed those extra spots, because I think they could have made different decisions. Like, you know, we've talked about they could have cut Singleton. I doubt Singleton gets claimed. Then you're able to bring him back or whoever it is. But I think it's I think it's wrong because it was such an aggressive push on Alshon to begin with. Now, the one thing we should say is uh, if he's on PUP, you can't trade him. It's possible that they were thinking – I mean, we know for a while oh, they've not been on. able to trade him. If of course. These, I mean, these but that, really that is if we're talking him, about the technical practice, things. Practice. I thing. mean, really, what do we need to see from Alshon Jeffrey in practice? No, that's fair. I mean, this, uh, again, I'll go back to Doug P's book where uh, I knew we were going to win the Super Bowl because Alshon Jeffrey yeah. was trying in practice. That was when Alshon Jeffrey was actually invested and in a good player. I mean, I, I don't think Alshon Jeffrey is out there uh, busting it at practice and all of a sudden, you know, this practice, he's going to come back and have amazing chemistry with Carson Wentz. So, listen. Yeah, we, yeah that's fair. We know you don't have to – really, most of these players don't really have to practice. And and the other part too is is you need to look at this also in the broader context of of this team and the roster decisions that they've made over the past few years when it's come to injuries. Okay, this is another yes. example of a timeline. And and Doug was honest today. Doug said they thought they would have him back before this. They thought he would play within six weeks. But why are you laughing? Uh, Coach Flynn commented, uh, missed the Wednesday pod. Uh, did you guys discuss Twitter consumption, John Konkak and Casey Tuhill by chance? <laughs> uh, I, no, I, I think that's a, a big point, Zach, because we don't know that, like, uh, you know, Al shot this good. We could be talking about this next week and the week after, and he's still not back in the week after. And then all of a sudden it adds to this list of how many players, uh, you know, how many incidents over the last two years of how many players where the injury timeline doesn't match up there are issues with did they bring a guy back too early there are issues with how they handled rehab they're making they're telling you they're making changes every offseason with their medical staff and so this continues to be an ongoing storyline that kind of hangs over the franchise so I, I do think it's important to look at uh, you know it's a small move it's not there yet <clears throat> excuse me but in in that context it is important i just think when it comes to the roster like this franchise is so proud of these like little move, you know, Josh McCown on practice squad, or that's uh, been working cutting. out great, by the yeah, way. I mean, yeah. Wentz has never looked more comfortable, more, you know, just knows the offense inside and out. I, it's really those the, uh, the uh, Craven LeBlanc maneuver. Um, you you make those, and okay, those 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 you can celebrate them as as creative, or it works your favor. This is a spot on the fifty three man roster that I I've heard. For eight years covering the team, every roster spot's valuable, and they're using that spot. Uh, and they cut young players on a on a thirty year old wide receiver coming off a Liz Frank injury, who always been able to do has been limited in practice for three weeks. That's that's what they use the roster spot on. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, you think Deshaun plays? I do. What do you about? I think so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were there yesterday, so like you saw him. Uh oh. Yeah, no, we, we had technical difficulties all no, over the our, place this episode. Our, Shields coming in and out. Zach's dropping his mic. You can't no. see me. I'm too dark in here. So our listeners didn't it really see this before the show. It's really been a terrible experience. Our, our listeners didn't see this before the show, but uh, when we do this YouTube setup, okay, I'm, I'm not at a desk and my microphone is is uh, is on like, um, it's it, it's essentially on the ground and I, I put a bunch of books up, okay? It took books off the shelf, put a bunch of books up. To lift the mic up, but the books 
aren't very stable for the mics. And so I will come up with a better solution next week. I like it. It adds a little uh, mystery and intrigue to the show. I know that's right. All right. Uh, well, uh, why don't we just get right into the Crow Thine Enemy since uh, you already started talking a little bit about this Ravens defense, Shiel. Uh They are, let me pull it up here. They are number one in DVOA. 17th on offense, though. Third on defense. First in special teams. I believe they are at the top of the, uh, what is it, EPR? Yes, EPR. Top of EPR. Um, yeah, a tough test as, as we all expect, I guess, start on the defense, because, uh, as you said, they've got those, uh, creative blitzes. And I think probably, uh, more so than any other team, like you don't know who's coming from where. Yes. It's, I guess this would go to Doug Peterson's point last week about it's not, you know, I mean, I think he's wrong. It, it, you know, five pass rushers is a blitz, but this is much more, uh, it's much harder to figure out who's coming from where than it was last week against the Steelers. And so you look at their pass rushers. I mean, if you just looked at it on paper, you would say this group does not wow you. Uh, Matt Judon is a nice player. He's on the franchise tag. Calais Campbell I think we've discussed him before and I said every time I've covered a game where the team I cover plays Calais Campbell he just like dominates or does or makes like a huge play whether it's, it's a sack or a pass deflection that London um, game I think he had a big play yes I right? think I, yeah. we, we definitely had this exact conversation like yes. three months ago I don't know why we were talking <laughs> about him uh, at that time but Calais is uh, second in the uh, defensive tackle pass rush win, where, oh. win rate and Judon is third for all oh, defensive wow. ends yeah. okay so there Judon is a uh, you know definitely a, a tight end destroyer so if he they get a matchup where uh and by the way i don't think we discussed this on wednesday but their tight ends are just getting absolutely annihilated uh, i mean really you look at uh, i it's, think i was ripping prior for i write his name down for the negative plays but if i don't write down prior or in addition to prior it's oh my gosh Ertz or rogers just got tossed rogers is the one i cannot understand i mean it's i would never recommend uh, adding a blocking tight end but if ever there were a time like this is a time because he's not giving you anything in the past right he's not dynamic either yeah, so, like what so, he's not bringing anything so to the don't table get me a guy who's like a former uh, offensive tackle who's just trying to who's hungry and wants a place in the league and just line him up at tight end in these 12 personnel sets um you know he can, he can. or or like give me a you know a Derek carrier or whoever like someone who's who's not a blocker and just a yes, receiver right that's yeah, one of the other yeah yeah give me that guy yeah i don't like this middle ground where the guy can't do either i mean there was like a split zone run last week where he just like completely whiffs i mean really it was uh, there's a play from i think it was i think it was the niners game his best block of the year it's he's the one in motion and he just like he just crumbles and dives at the guy's leg yeah. And he takes it, he just takes the guy out of the play. Like that's just him being a bowling ball is the a human bowling ball is his best blocking technique. It feels like there are times where the guy he's supposed to block like pauses and like looks at him on the ground and it's like, dude, what, <laughs> dude, what was that? That might be his best option for, uh, for getting a guy out of a play. So booga, booga, booga. I don't even know how, to, oh, Matt Judon. I was like, how did we, how did I get on this for the 40th consecutive show of ripping poor Richard Rogers? Hey, seriously, CTC, Richard I, Rogers and, and uh, Jim. Von Kurz are living Rogers together, pulling up, for, pulling up this pod. episode. Yeah, CTC, yeah. cash them checks, Dick Rod. No, no one's mad at you. This is about the organization. You know, you're easily the number two uh, best businessman on the team. <laughs> oh, yeah, hundred percent. Maybe that's why they might be adv advising these guys on their four hundred one ks. All right, so Judon and Campbell, uh, Fred. I know Bo loves a Tyus Bowser. When I had my uh, 
expansion draft with Sando. You were given, like you, were, you were like, go get a Tyus Bowser. I think I yeah, liked like him Bowser. as a prospect. Yeah, he's a, but they don't have like an Aaron Donald or a TJ Watt who's just going to be, all right, this is the guy we have to account uh, for. Um, linebacker was a big problem area for them last year. They, of course, have LJ Fort, which, man, Eagles fans are are still hot about that one. I'll tell you what, in my mailbag, LJ Fort questions every week about why they're letting guys like this go. Uh, they draft Patrick Queen in the uh, in the first round there. He is not like a physical bruising linebacker. He's very much a 2020 uh, linebacker in that uh, a- athletic, uh, don't let blockers get to him, uh, run and chase, can do a lot of uh, different types of things, had a nice game last week for them. And then the secondary, this is really a team that's built from the secondary, uh, from the back to the front. Uh, Marlon Humphrey has become like one of my favorite players, defensive players to watch. I mean, every week, this guy, he's got this amazing ability to punch. It's like the peanut Tillman punch, but it's like Mm. a 2020 version. And uh, last week he had a play where, uh, Bo, I think we've discussed it, that you love this type of defensive play when you grab a guy, hold him up, and then do the punch. Yeah, like that. yeah. So he did this, but he's he has three forced fumbles in five games. I mean, for a wow. corner, that's like uh, unheard of. And they're just—I don't know how you connect on that. You know, he's like winding up and punches, and he punches it squarely every time. It's not like a ball security issue. Like you have no chance if he connects, the ball is coming out. So that's something to keep an eye out for. Marcus Peters, they uh, acquired last year, extended him. Uh, I think everyone knows the book on Marcus Peters is that he's a gambler. Uh, if you catch him out of position, you can hit for a big play but at the same time if you don't know where he is he could sneak up on you and be where he's not supposed to be and uh, produce an interception uh, they play a lot of nickel they play a lot of dime jimmy smith a lot is, of dime. is still uh, is still on that team they signed him i think to a one-year deal so he comes in and plays outside corner and then it's safety uh chuck clark is the guy who got in the fight with earl thomas uh, at one safety spot and then uh deshaun elliott did, no, Deshaun, yep. is that his name? Deshaun, yeah. I don't have my uh, notes in front of Deshaun Elliott. Uh, so those are their uh, two safeties. So uh, heavy man coverage. I think last year, you know, the Patriots got all the pub for man coverage. I think if you looked at the numbers, the Ravens were the best man coverage team in the NFL last year. So it's man coverage, blitz schemes. I mean, though that that's the that's their defense in a nutshell. It's a, it's a fun one to watch. And it's, I, it's, it's a bit of, of irony that you know as much as we kill them for uh overusing 12 personnel this is the one matchup in which it would make sense to lean on it a little bit heavier the ravens uh, play base less than anybody their numbers are worse against 12 than they are 11 i think they go from uh i think they go from like third in the league to 26th in the league or something like that uh so you know if you had dallas goddard this could be a nice Ertz goddard game but uh i, I don't think i don't think uh, they're they're going to be uh, as Shield says, having any potty accidents if they see Richard Rogers on the field. <laughs> that hasn't really caught on. You know, I've tried to make that a thing, but I, I don't think people have enjoyed it. You know what we started doing yesterday for potty? Uh, that Venga Boys song? We've been we've been uh, playing that for Casey. See we it. like to potty. Oh, I like that. We like we like to potty. We <laughs> like to potty. And did it work? Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. He requested it this morning. So. Oh, all right. There you go. Well done. A, uh, a a quick note on their linebackers, okay? Because the topic of linebackers has been one that has some steam in Philadelphia this week because of the the, the way the Eagles have played at linebacker, obviously, and. Shields' favorite reporter, Tim McManus, uh, asked John Harbaugh in the uh, teleconference the other day 
about valuing linebackers and and how he's approached it. And I thought this quote was interesting. I, I will I will read it here. When we haven't had good linebackers or the type of linebackers you're talking about, we've definitely struggled to overcome that on defense. As far as the value you put on them, for us, we've kind of played the shots as they come. I think you pay the player more than the position if you can afford it. Ray Lewis was not a hard guy to pay. We tried to pay C.J. Mosley, but somebody paid him way more. Uh, but the the point here being, they spent a first-round pick in 2014 on C.J. Mosley. They spent a first-round pick this season on Patrick Quinn. Uh, they've invested in that position. And I think a third on Malik Harrison, on, right? A third on Malik Harrison. The Eagles invested a third-round pick on... Yeah, on, and well, on, Malik Harrison is playing a lot. Um, so so uh, point being that... Uh, he has noticed that when they haven't had the type of linebackers that require an investment, uh, that uh, that it has hurt them. My follow-up to Harbaugh um, from Tim's excellent question was about LJ Fort. And Eagles fans can remember LJ Fort was here for four games, did not take a defensive snap. When they cut him, it made sense given the role that he had here. He had no role basically, and it helped them in the compensatory pick formula. But uh, but he's clearly caught on um, in in uh, in Baltimore, got a contract extension. She'll mention the way he's 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 playing. And I won't read the whole Hardball quote, but, but Hardball basically said they knew him well from his time in Pittsburgh, and he has so much value f- up for them as a versatile linebacker. And really, those are the types of linebackers that the Eagles have been seeking, these versatile linebackers who can play against the pass. So uh, the Eagles who are trying to look for value on the margins at linebacker, in theory, had someone in their building who who could have fit that. But for whatever reason, he never had a chance to even play a defensive snap. It was like a square wheel. He had no role. Yeah. The linebacker, interesting, is like a plugged drive. We've had it before, and uh, I think I've said that uh, I'm on board with you don't want to invest a lot of resources into the uh, position, but that doesn't mean you want terrible players there. Uh, There is an argument, I think, that you can spend a little bit there if you have like these very certain, uh, you know, these very specific qualities. I think one is that you have to be 100% convinced that the guy is elite in coverage. You know, can this guy match up with running backs and tight ends and not just be competent, but be really good? You know, someone like Fred Warner on the 49ers. Like if they have that type of skill set where this is an asset to your pass coverage, because now you're almost talking about like a straw, you know, a safety. I think everyone would say, all right, you can invest in safety. And it's like, well, if that guy's going to shut down tight ends and uh, running backs, then that is obviously going to be an asset. If, if this guy can be like a, uh, an unbelievable leader, you know, if he's like on a Malcolm Jenkins level uh, leadership and he's just going to be directing everything. Um, so I don't know if it's right. I mean, again, I don't have an issue with the Eagles approach because they invest so much in the defensive line. And I think generally that's the right thing to do. Uh, you just wish they would have been able to hit on some linebackers yeah. without investing those resources. Yeah, it's not it's not just a resource allocation thing. It's a resource identification thing. Yes. And they keep signing these guys who stink. Corey Nelson, you know, Jatavis Brown retires. LJ Fort, they they jettison Zach Brown. Like the 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 even the bets they're making are not turning out well to a degree that it's uh, like seems statistically. St- statistically significant because they've missed so many times yeah and even you know third round you take a a guy who's not going to play this year to bo's point howie roseman even said at the combine that that there are some positions where you just need to rely 
on your scouting and your development. And I don't think the Eagles have shown much in the way of scouting or developing linebackers during the past, let's say, three to four years, right? Like, I, I think that has been a problem. I agree with the philosophy. You, you're, you can't spend everywhere. If you don't have an elite player, I would rather invest the money on defensive line and cornerback, let's say. But then you need to be really good at finding these these late-round guys. The Eagles, to their credit, have been, in, in, my, in my opinion, and Ben Bo's done this well in, in, in telling it, they've been really good at finding late-round offensive linemen. Like, that's a position where, yeah. where if and, they – and developing, and, too. And yet, they still then are paying their old offensive linemen <laughs> yeah, at the sure. top of the market. So it's not like they are like trusting that they're doing a good job there. But but if, if they had the, if they had that track record at, at linebacker, then you sure. would say absolutely. But they don't have that track record at linebacker right now. And that also relates to this uh, this game and these two teams when we look back on the Andre Dillard for uh, Hollywood Brown, um, sort of either or during that draft and uh, you know now you it's easy to look back now where we were all on record at the time with what our uh, opinions are but you do sort of wonder going forward is uh, you know not that you ignore it but do, should you be is this a place where you can kind of rely on young players and uh, save some money and and really let Jeff Stoutland uh, have a say in who you bring in and let him draft and develop because man that track record I mean it, it's unbelievable what they've done this year with these guys who uh, most people had never even heard of before the season mm-hmm just to quickly uh, correct for the pedants uh, the Ravens are sixth in the league in yards allowed per play against 11 personnel at 5.0 yards, and then they allow 5.9 yards against 12, which is 19th in the league. Uh, anything else on the the Eagles' offense against the Ravens' defense? Do, you know, I, I I know you love Marlon Humphrey Shield, but you know, has he ever faced a receiver as good as Travis Fulgham? Mm, I don't know. I think maybe we need, we might need to save that for the next segment. One uh, one thing that. Uh, Greg Cosell and Fran Duffy talked about on the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast this week is that a lot of the Ravens sacks adultery uh, yeah well that's good uh, is that a lot of the Ravens sacks are you know come on sort of free rushers and they, they sort of are on the quarterback for not identifying things quickly this is a problem we have seen from Carson Wentz this year not getting the ball out when uh, you know there's a, a, a rusher he should know it he should know the ball needs to get out quickly so this is a game I think that is going to be a difficult test for for Carson and they have and, and their numbers are bad against the blitz I, I was looking this up um, you know just success rate Carson Wentz is 29th I believe out of 33 quarterbacks against the blitz uh, so hmm. far this year so they have not done a good job all right let's turn the page to the Ravens offense um, yeah, nothing exciting going on. I'm sure these, this Eagles defense can handle all the misdirection and all the uh, fancy things they do pretty well. Uh, I know you're uh, saying that sarcastically. Their, their offense has not been great this year. It has been yeah. very uneven. If you look at any statistical measure, I think they're 17th in DVOA. I think they're 21st in uh, EPA per play. And so it has been interesting to see them. Uh, they have struggled this year they've been very so how did it work last week like everyone's talking about how you know ted i think wrote about ted win wrote about how great the Bengals did but i mean they gave up like 27 points no but one of them was a defensive at least one of them was a defensive touchdown so like the Bengals personnel against the ravens giving up 20 points on defense is a home run lamar jackson averaged 4.9 yards per attempt uh last week that was a great piece measure i think 
Okay. No, I like that. I would like to hear myself a little more. Yeah, a little bit more. <laughs> let, let, little it, more. let it let Feel it rip. Uh, that piece by Ted Wynn is great, by the way. Uh, check that okay. out. Of course, you can subscribe to theathletic.com slash birds with friends. But uh, I thought it was really good about what the Bengals did to kind of slow down the Ravens. And so their run game is still top five. I mean, they had the most diverse uh, rushing attack in the NFL. I'll, I'll drop this. You know, I, I know NFL uh, NFL writers love to do this. I was talking to Greg Roman last year, and he told me, mm. you know, they love they love doing yeah. one of those. But told me that's the key. Told, <laughs> he me. told yeah. me didn't tell anyone else. Told no. me. <laughs> I mean, if anyone else asked, he would have said, "Sorry, <laughs> I can't talk about this right now." But my <laughs> yes. man here, I'm going to give him the goods. Uh, but yeah, I was talking to a uh, you know an offensive coordinator earlier this week, and <laughs> so he said he has a run menu, I think, of nine different uh, types of schemes. And so, you know, uh, counters and zones and QB inclusive and zone read and power. And, um, you know, these bootlegs where Lamar Jackson just takes off. And so it's very difficult to defend. And and so what that does is it forces you really to play single high safety. So you can't be that, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to get stuck in quarters. I don't think uh, this week uh, against empty, although they do do stuff out of empty. So you're probably going to be playing a lot of uh, single high safety and you know, you're right. They use motion. They use uh, misdirection. They have Devin DuVernay had the uh, 42 yard run last week. I don't remember if if that was a jet sweep or an end around, but man, there are so many things that you just have to account for with this run game. They have three running backs who play Ingram, uh, uh, Dobbins and Gus Edwards and then of course Lamar Jackson so the run game still outstanding it's the passing game where they haven't really taken a step forward from uh, last year by really any metric and pass protection has been a bit of an issue uh, I think Lamar Jackson's been sacked 12 times already this year he was sacked 23 times hmm. all of last year and so all those other stats that go along with that pressure rate uh, pass block win rate they're mediocre to below average in pretty much all of those so if you have a chance here again I, I think we said last week we're going to pretty much say this every week the defense is going to play well the defensive line has to dominate but you kind of have had more of a chance this week to do that um, than maybe you thought you would have if you played this team last year. Now, having said that, of course, you have to be disciplined with your rush. I mean, he could take off and run at any moment. If you're playing man coverage and your defenders have their back to the line of scrimmage, he can take off and run. So there's no like great uh, formula for stopping them. I, I think maybe you play uh, zone coverage. Maybe you play a lot of cover three, eyes on the quarterback, try to make him uh, throw the ball outside the numbers. Uh, you know, he, he talked a lot of going into the season about improving his uh, deep ball uh, efficiency. His numbers were not great throwing downfield last year and so he wants to work kind of in between the numbers to the mark andrews's of the world and so if you can force him to kind of throw to the perimeter you know i'm not saying that's going to work but that might be your best chance zach we've heard a lot of the defensive players talking about lamar jackson this week what have they said well jalen hurts has been the one giving them the look so the Mm. eagles second round pick where Um, do you think that ranks on like uh beat writer pet like cat food that like oh oh like who's yeah. who's who's being the scout team quarterback this week so i i i wrote about this um as an entryway to writing about jalen hurts like i i thought it was a good uh a, a good entry and, I, and as i pointed out this isn't like a novel concept greg ward for three years every time they played a mobile quarterback would have a a uh a right. of reporters around his locker wanting to know about him mimicking the look but you know, the Eagles, uh, they at least found a role for Jalen Hurts this week, right? Mm, uh, in, in in practice. Um, Worth a pick. 
and uh, uh, and I'll do a quick plug as 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 you can read on the Athletic Now. It came up during this podcast. Mm. It looks at the Jalen Hurts. Uh, it looks at Jalen Hurts in that role, but also the Jalen Hurts usage, and it brings back something. Bo actually even asked Doug Peterson about about uh, the 2018 Ravens and the Lamar Joe Flacco usage there. Um, because Doug even said on draft night, now I think he was prompted, but he 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 did not dispute it that they that the way the Ravens used Lamar Jackson in 2018 could be a model for Jalen Hurts. Um, and he keeps bringing up Marty. Yeah, and they fired like, Marty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, it did not work very like uh, Lamar Jackson really took off when he became the starting quarterback. I I did ask John Harbaugh this week about this topic. Uh, about that balancing act, and he said that a big difference between the two was that Joe Flacco couldn't run these plays. Like Joe Flacco was a drop back play action quarterback for them. That these quarterback driven plays, which is what um, which is what Harbaugh termed them, they would bring Lamar on the field for those plays. He said in watching the Eagles film, Carson Wentz can run those plays. So that's that's really the big difference. They said they can have a quarterback. I like that. That's a shot at Flacco as we lose Shield again. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, he said Carson can run those those quarterback driven plays, uh, and and so that is true. I mean, I mean Carson's quite athletic. He's very mobile. We we've seen him run the ball. I'm curious how much they're going to be using Jalen Hurts going forward here because we we have seen that. Uh, the usage has 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 been limited. Like it's been very limited here. And Lamar Jackson, for the most part, had he outside of a Week One blowout over the Dolphins that year, they really didn't use Lamar that often uh, in in 2018. Um, mm. Before you know, he was used fewer than 10 snaps a game most of the time. Um, now he and it was mainly as a runner. We saw Jalen Hurts throw the ball for the first time last week. Um, so that's that's a tangent, but that is on the athletic right now as, as we welcome Shield back. Please Your original question was about the Eagles with Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know, look, I, I think it's going to be an issue because of the linebackers. Like, I, I think that's going to be that's going to be a problem. And also, the the misdirection stuff has absolutely hurt the Eagles this year. We talked about it on the post game pod. I asked Jim Schwartz about it. Did did we talk about this Wednesday night? I, I don't believe we did. I don't think so because I wanted to grow yeah. that. Uh, I mean, I feel like I've been saying this for years that if I were an opposing offensive coordinator, the first series of every game, I'm running like an end around or a jet sweep or something because the Eagles defensive ends are so aggressive. I do want to learn more about what Chris Long said in that tweet about how like it's the not their job to, yeah. to contain those. I mean, I don't understand the X's and O's there well enough to be able to, uh, but I don't know, maybe that could be a, a future story topic but sorry go ahead so yeah so so jim schwartz was that because this because five of the steelers 10 wide receiver runs this year came against the eagles that's a that shows you this is something they saw the eagles have allowed the right. most rushing attempts rushing uh, 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 rushing yards and rushing touchdowns by wide receivers in the nfl this season now that brandon Ayuk run that that was kind of a pass that was backwards that that that, that wasn't a misdirection play um but anyways jim schwartz said that they actually defended it well outside of the 50 
what the 56 yarder 58 yarder well that's exactly why you run these plays is for like 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 you're not running the ball to the um, um to the wide receiver to, to do like three yards in a cloud four of dust. yards in a cloud of yeah, dust exactly yeah. you're 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 doing it for the chance that you can get these big plays so clearly this is something that teams are seeing i think that that answer was poor because also chase claypool had a touchdown on it it was a it was a short yardage touchdown, but you didn't bottle it up there. So I I, I thought it was a poor answer, and I think it's something to definitely watch because I imagine Greg Roman is looking at at the Eagles' film and saying, "How do we take advantage of this?" Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. We have viewers checking in from Germany, Budapest, Canada, Baltimore, where uh, he or she says that they're already celebrating Kapadia Week. I love a Baltimore. Uh, We've got people in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Uh, So. Wait, wait, uh, we actually actually have some funny comments about a (laughs) Birds with Friends drinking game. Um, Neil suggested it could be called Booze with Friends. Nice. and all the different times you have to drink. Um, so drink for every, I know that's right. Drink each time Sheil says, I can't believe we're still talking about this. Shot for every Coach Flynn call out. Uh, keg stand when they talk about the Titans. So <laughs> pretty great. Every creative. time I interrupt somebody, I think it was on there. Chug as long as Sheil is gone. <laughs> so I think that's pretty funny. Shout yeah. out to the chat. Get it started early. It's five <laughs> yeah. o'clock somewhere. All right. Well, uh, I think we've all sort of felt that the owl, you know, draft has maybe lost a little bit of mojo. And listen, as we uh, as we get on the Eagles for hashtag no new ideas and bringing back the same people, I think it's time we take a little bit of uh, of that lesson ourselves. Is that Zach and, so and Marissa, we... I would like to know how you feel about we, Zach, especially specifically you, Zach, because you were on the text thread that said, uh, you know, it was sent after midnight last night that said, yes. <laughs> 12, 30 yeah, a.m. Yeah, yeah, here's what we're going to do tomorrow. Uh, did you know we weren't part of the show and didn't have any say on uh, what segments are going to stay, which are going to go? That That was news to me. I I didn't understand. Like at first, I didn't understand. Oh, I still I, don't. I, yeah, no, I have no I, idea. I read it, no, I read it at at like five fifteen this morning, and I'm like, what? Okay, sure. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah. You know, I, yeah. I mean, it sounds like, and like any good game. It's going to be very complicated. Yeah, I think you know, like management, uh, the tutorials would tell you to be a good leader. You know, you throw out an idea, uh, collaborative. Maybe you get our take on it. What do we think? This was just a uh, hey. Here's this uh, terrible game idea we're going to do tomorrow. So. Here we are. I think the fans are going to love it. Oh, All right. Disagree. So uh, this is called swooper sore casting. Okay. Oh and what we have done. 
<laughs> Look at that, Marissa. Well done. I was ready for a new game. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I love it. So what we have done, the four of us, the three of us have each sent Marissa ahead of time four uh, prediction type things that could occur in the game on Sunday. Now, these are not our predictions necessarily. What's going to happen is Marissa is going to read through one at a time these 12 predictions and the three of us are going to bid on them. So it's an open auction and we each have 10 turkeys and you get one point for if the prediction you have bought comes true. Does that make sense? Did do I we know all that? 12 not, of them before no, we put our bids not. in? No, we do not. So that's part of the fun. That's part of the fun game theory. You know your four that you've submitted, but you don't know the other ones that are coming so down the line. it's a blind auction well, here. Well, yeah, of a sense. Yeah, go ahead, um, Marissa. We, we actually have 11 because mm. you two of you put the literally exact same uh, comments mm, um, and take. Okay. I will not say which one. Um, so I mean, I gave very little thought. Well, can you say the two people? One, can you say the two people? I think I, I can, I think I can no. guess what it is. No, no don't I don't want to give yeah. anything away. Oh, okay. wow. so we only have 11. <laughs> so instead of me coming up with the 12, I think, because we're doing this live on YouTube, the chat should come up with oh, the 12. Wow. So as okay. we get going, listen, and I will pick one, and I will not say, I will just integrate it in there. Okay. So I, love I it. see a good one. Okay. So start thinking. I, I got to say, I'm not happy about how excited and enthusiastic Marissa has been about this. <laughs> you know, very disappointing, but you know, let's we can get it started. Now, the only thing, the one thing we have to decide is do we go around like your turn to bid or do we just open it up and you and listen, you just there's no we, you know, we were not involved in the creation of this game. So you let us super sarcastic is already I think it's already been optioned for uh, Why did we a full time run them, on, by the way? I mean, NBC. really, honestly, Cause that's what we used to do for the hour, you know, draft. Oh, Ooh. Geez, we were talking God about. forbid we this weren't is all consistent part of the that. same. I it's mean, all really. part of the same family geez, tree. The whole here. operation would have fallen apart the if branch. we weren't consistent with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all right, Bo, just tell us what to do and when. I don't think any of us understand. Okay, now you've got on. 10 turkeys, okay? So keep that in mind. And you cannot uh, – you need at least one turkey to to buy something. So if you run out of money, you get no more predictions So if left. I bid 10 on – That would be a shame. If, right there. if I bid 10 on the first one, can I then leave and, and <laughs> my role in the podcast is over? Correct. Okay. Well, you have to make your prediction at the end. You're going to have to come yeah. back. You're going to have yeah. to come back well, for your crystal ball. I need to grab lunch and then, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. right. So I started off. Yeah, let's get it going. All right. Our first one. Carson Wentz does not throw an interception. Mm. Does not throw. A bit of turkey. All yours. Hold on to my turkeys. Yeah. Wow. All right. I'll take it. So Bo gets that for one. All right. Okay. I'm going to keep track of how many you guys have left. I'm going to try. Would you have gone three there if I went two? No, I don't oh know. God, this guy. All right. <laughs> I'm not going to be cagey here. All right. Number two. An eagle scores his first touchdown of the season. Hmm. So who are the candidates here on I, offense? I will go. I will go. Uh, I'll go two. Deshaun. Who are who are the guys? Two. We go. Jump set. Deshaun. Two. Deshaun. Boston Scott. Dick Rod. Uh, any defensive any player? Defensive player? I mean, yeah. if Dick Rod scores a touchdown against this defense, 
Well, no, it, based on... it will be the greatest schemed up play of Doug Peterson's career, <laughs> and I'm including Philly Special in that. Hightower. Uh, oh, Hightower yeah, is a good one. Drake I like Clement. a Hightower. Basically, anyone except anyone except Miles Sanders, Zach Ertz, Travis Fulgham, Greg uh, Ward, right. and, and Greg Ward. Carson Wentz yeah. has he's run and for Wentz. one. Right? And Wentz. Yeah, yeah. And, okay, and no, I don't. I'm not doing three on that. What are you nuts? Mm, yeah, I'm gonna. Well, let you don't you have, have to that. beat you... someone, do you? Oh, you have to beat somebody on it. Oh yeah, to... yeah, it's an auction. What? Yeah, like if I could go, if I could bid three, then you'd oh, have to. Oh, okay. I come thought you were just bid. dispersing your your. Okay. Now was that a bid? No, no, was no, that no. a bid? It's an auction. Because you went like. Yeah, you know, sure. Like sure. You know? Yeah. So I'm gonna let <laughs> two. I'm gonna let you have that two. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Back next. Down to eight. Mark Andrews catches multiple touchdown passes. Multiple. Mm. Uh, I I believe the Eagles are 30th in DVOA defending tight ends this year, which we'll uh, talk about a stat that just doesn't surprise at all and totally aligns with the eye test right there. Uh, I'll go with a one on that bad boy. Do I hear two? Going once. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pass. Okay. Going twice. Going my turkeys. Okay. Indian man with the all Phillies right. hat. Okay. Andrew's right. two TDs. Why are you writing these okay. down? You're writing, I want to keep track of how oh many points God. we have, how many turkeys oh, we have I'm left. keeping that too. You know, Bo's okay. doing it for his own. He thinks he's going to game theory this uh, <laughs> game that makes no sense up. All right. Just want to know. <laughs> this is what he does. He introduces games we don't know. And then he rips on I you. Gave, I if gave you, you guys, if you I gave you guys heads up on this. I texted it last <laughs> night. Heads up. <laughs> <laughs> I we've never played this game. Right. We don't know what the game theory is going to oh, work yeah. out. You've to. been you've been workshopping this at home for two months. <laughs> yes, right? longer, perhaps longer. All right, all right. Lamar Jackson scores on a touchdown run of thirty plus yards. Thirty plus, boy. I'll go one. I'll throw it. Ooh, Ooh see? he's got it in first. He got it. Get the first. one in. Oh man, my microphone's killing me here. Uh, I uh, I will go two. Anyone else? Two. No. Can you hear me? Is my mic okay? Yes. Yes, we can. Yeah, no, I'm not going more than two. Okay. So Bo gets that one for two. Okay. Next. Jalen Hurts takes back-to-back snaps at quarterback. Oh, at quarterback. Oh, at quarterback. Oh, that's an important that's distinction. Okay. Back to back snaps. Uh, I, I, that look, I'm telling you, there's more to the story. That look he gave Doug. I'll go one. You go one on that. Which, uh, how many in are we? What, what, what number is this? This is five. Five. Five okay. of 12. Okay. No, I don't want to take, I'm not going to take. And Bo has seven left. Sheil has nine. Zach has eight. Uh, see, why the, the wise old man saves his money, doesn't go out there spending, spending. See if it's if it's you're saving it for any reason. All right, I get that for one. Hold on, dude. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, okay, just making sure. No, you don't want you don't want. I don't want. No, I was I was making yeah. sure Zach was uh was uh, not. No, I, I was thinking you're uh, you can also get the insurance of an injury, like if Carson Wentz comes out for a quarter. That's or something. true. Yeah. That's true. Um, Good point. But I'm still not going to use my turkeys. Okay. Okay. All right. Travis Fulgham tops 100 receiving yards. Ooh. Interesting. A hundy. Ooh. No Eagles receiver in the past two years has had three straight games with at least 50 receiving yards. Are we expecting Marlon Humphrey on him this week? 
Uh, I think Humphrey will play outside, I believe, in base and uh, takes the slot when they go to their uh, sub packages. So, actually, I don't know if that's always true. I think it depends. I, I mean, I don't think, no, I don't think you match uh, yeah. Humphrey on Fulgham. That would really, what a turn. For <laughs> I, mean, what I don't know. Do? <laughs> I'll put one out there. Okay. Just one. Now I think I've seen a good a good strategy is to get in there on the one, you know? Yes. Uh, because you're like two, you don't want to do it. But if you can ju jump in there and get a lot of ones, I think that's not a bad strategy. You're diversifying your assets. No. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. All right. So just. So no one's going to, he's going to get that one? No, I'm not doing okay. two okay. on a. No. All right. Marlon Humphrey forces an Eagles fumble mm. with his big boy punch. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Bo. It sounds like that's a Bo submission because he wrote "big boy punch." I'll take I'll take me. one on that bad boy. Oh, that was a shield pick. <laughs> Either that or the or the uh, the commenters. Yeah. Oh, the commenters. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. I'll uh, let you have that. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna not bid against that. Yeah, you can have that. I mean, terrible investigative work by you two. I mean, who was just going on a rant about Marlon Humphrey's big boy punch? Well, I guess it could have been a comment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> there is at least one minor play, like a 10 yard gain from the 45 yard line on one side of the field to the 45 yard line on the oh, other God, side of the field. Bo. Mirror play. Mirror play. <laughs> Sorry. One, one. <laughs> let me, let me, I, I copied these into my notes and it corrected itself, but that is a one mirror play. I mean, really, just you, next time, you just have delete it. that one, Marissa. <laughs> Tell us we have one fewer. Uh, we love the mirror I play. I say here. you have to take Friends that, Bo. If you, you know, you came up with I it. said oh, one. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. What a, what right. a weird thing to like. <laughs> So my question, pause here, is what happens when you guys end up with like six, well, extra six turkeys? turkeys left? Yeah. yeah. yeah I just then keep you, reading then you the did a bad job. Well, tell us how many more questions do we have left? We have five. And, and what's <laughs> There's our, a lot of turkeys How left. many turkeys do each of us have? Yeah. Zach I has have seven, five. Sheila has eight, and Bo Okay, so I'm in the driver's yeah. seat. So if it comes down to the last, yeah. you know, I can box you guys out at any moment. This is beautiful. Um, actually, we have four left because the cop, the double. Oh, only four. All right. Mm, okay. Get to bidding. Okay. Jalen Hurts scores a touchdown. Ooh, one. Wow. I'll take it for one. You're just going to let me have it. I'm already, getting, I'm already getting a point if John hurts. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, great bid by Z-Firm is getting Hurts and everybody else. Wow. Yeah, so Ooh. you can box yourself in for Hurts. I'm getting everything. Oh. Yeah, I'm not boxing myself in. I'm just adding a free bet. I'm adding a free I prediction. Like the competitive juices are flowing for the Bermanator. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, we have three left? Three left. Hmm. Super sore casting. A major hit so far. Travis Fulgham leads the Eagles in receiving yards. Take a one. I'll take a two on that. I'll take a three on that. Four. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No one else going once. Going twice. Sheila, you're saving them all. You're, you're all right, I'm out. Listen. Wait, so okay. who took Fulgham for 100? Me. Me. 
Oh, so you kind of already have, I mean, not necessarily, yeah. not necessarily. Yeah, you, you could, yeah. You could, is, Bo, I don't want all my turkeys. Does Bo have I don't any want turkeys, all my turkeys left? No, I'm no done. Turkeys. I'm out. Bo's out. So it's me and Zach. And what's our count right now? How many turkeys? Jill, you have You've eight. got eight. He's got seven. And how many yeah. questions left? Two. Two. Okay. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> yeah, I feel great. <laughs> all right. Lamar Jackson throws her his most passing yards of the season. 275 is his high. Oh, it is. Uh, I, get, I mean, I might as well throw a, uh, well, no, because I want to have the edge on the, uh, the last one. It's the last one, one of my questions that I that mm. I should know. And what? And we have to decide what happens if, if you get this for one and Zach lets it go. You both have seven. It's whoever, it's whoever who says no, it first, No, I then I think we both, uh, we both get that one. No, absolutely not. Is auction. that what would hap happen in a real yeah, life Yeah, you would split the You're item in split half. Split the baby in half? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, that last one we, I'll we go. Could... I mean, I'll go. I'll go four here. I'll keep quiet. four. Okay, four. We're going four. Well, there's only two. There's only two of these left, so I'm not going to yeah. end up with no turkey. All right. So then the last one just uh, it goes to me. Now I'm trying to think of what I said. Well, then, wait, to... wait. So uh, wait, are, are you not bidding? I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I mean, I have to decide. I, I can raise my bid too, right? I have to. Yeah, yeah of I, course. I have to decide whether I want this one or the next one. Two seventy-five passing yards is his high what are the conditions we got a weather update uh sunday i think it's gonna be nice mm. right nice day mm. they're gonna be able to run the ball is he gonna need to pass that much they probably got a couple defensive touchdowns <laughs> maybe one on, <laughs> maybe one on <laughs> special teams uh all right i'll let you have that one all right, well, I'll, then I will go all the way up to seven. Well, what's the last one? <laughs> You're just going to burn it? Well, what does it well, matter? Because it, there's one left. It does because, yeah, but you've already got it for four. I mean. Okay, it's yeah, a hypothetical turkey. What, you want him to go roast them for lunch or something? What am I going to do with the extra three I mean, turkeys? Bo is getting mad at you for taking <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously. Isn't this game theory, Bo? Like, no, no, it's nothing. Not really, there's because nothing. you've already got It's totally pointless No, because that's way. the thing, Bo, is that I already – because you, if it doesn't happen, you're not negative turkeys, right? No, exactly. But, uh, so, but there's also no difference between four and seven. So why go up to seven anyway? Wait, I thought you get if, seven points, don't you? No, no, no. You just get the item. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought you. Okay. No, it has so nothing it to do right. with how much you, you get frozen, it or you don't. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> look at his face. <laughs> That's a that's a Bo face. Oh, we frozen need to one. please if there's an enterprising listener, get me a screen grab of uh, Bo's frozen face. It will come in handy in future weeks. All right, Marissa. All right, so what, that was me what, 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 bringing the game. All right, so I, what, what, are we what are we deciding on this one? Yeah, no, you're you're getting rid of them all. No, your no, 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 no. Then I'll have four and I'll preserve. I mean, it doesn't I'll matter because there's one yeah, left, and I'm gonna exactly. I have to take the last one. So, exactly. all right. So what what right. what do I get, Marissa? What's the last one? The last one, Jalen Hurts combines for 20 rushing Oh, I like years. this. I like this. That was mine. Yes. And I feel good <laughs> about that. I think I would rather – what do you think, Zach? Which is the better bet? Lamar Jackson, season high for passing yards, or Jalen Hurts combined passing, rushing, receiving 20 yards? Jalen Hurts. Okay. I, don't think, I think you did a better job. I don't think it's a no-brainer, though. I mean, I, I think it's no, uh, okay. But, All right. I feel good about it. So I need. But, but this is the thing. So so you knew yours was still left. Um, but I, I, I actually didn't. didn't. didn't I didn't that. remember it. Oh, he didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I I didn't. I, I knew that. So the Lamar Jackson one was, was my last one. I was afraid the last one was going to be like some 
some crazy bow uh, yeah. uh, creation. And so I'm like, All right, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the devil I know better than the devil I don't. Wait, now how do you win this? Wait, how do you win this though? If you get the most right. Oh, is it the most right? Because then you do need to diversify. Then I did do a bad job. That's what. Because I only yeah, bet so on that's two what things. I understand. Hence why Bo has like six of them. Yes, that's that's what I misinterpreted with the game. Yeah, I didn't understand that. I thought there were like points. Oh yeah, no, you might be right. Yeah, you might be right, right? So that's why I raised my bet to seven. I thought there were ten possible points, and that if he hits that, I get seven points. That's what I figured was was this game. Yeah, I don't. I didn't realize you just get the category. I don't know what it is. We'll have to see. I'm sure Bo will make it fair and uh, clear, (laughs) and we'll all understand. Now, while we wait for him, uh, good job, Hope Marissa. That's it, right? Or did we? Yeah, that's it. Um, and update Bo's computer died. So, um, not sure what. All right, the podcast. Thank you to everybody in the chat for screenshotting that. (laughs) Yeah, people uh... are already sending it, uh, sending it uh, here to me. Now, which was the listener question? Uh, the Jalen Hurts one, back-to-back stats. Oh, back-to-back. Back. Oh, that, that was a good yes. one. Okay. All right, before we get yeah. to it. There was a lot of good ones, so yeah. it was very hard for me to pick there. But okay. I thought that was Nice job hosting by uh, Marissa, although, again, a uh, well little less enthusiasm, uh, you know, <laughs> next time. That, that's not our brand when Bo comes up with a new game. All right. Okay. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Zach, I guess we have to do uh, predictions here. Bo will have to add his uh, at another time. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Uh, you can go first. Okay, I will go first. Uh, you know what? I've been, I've been tempted. I've been tempted to pick an upset here uh, with the Eagles. You know, like I said, this Ravens offense is not as good as it was last year. And I did like a little bit of what I saw from uh, a lot of what I saw from Carson Wentz last week. I thought it was his best game of the season. I thought his strengths in terms of aggressiveness, keeping plays alive, uh, and he was giving receiver shots, all these different types of things. You get Deshaun Jackson back, um, you know, Travis Fulgham. There was obvious, obviously a trust there. So I was tempted, uh, but I cannot do it. Uh, and so I, my concern is sort of the style of defense the Ravens play, you know, this heavy man coverage. Uh, the, these uh, creative blitzes, they're going to throw Wentz's way. They have not handled blitzes well. You have all these question marks on the offensive line right now. They've played well throughout this season, but I think this is a different type of test. And so I really think they're going to have trouble moving the football. I, I think they can pull an upset. I think to do that, they need to steal a score on defense or special teams. You know, if there's a, a fake field goal, if there's a, if you force a fumble, pick it up and return it to the red zone, and that sets up a touchdown, something like that, I think you really need in this game to be able to pull off the upset. But they're, I think, seven and a half point underdogs. So uh, it's very similar to that 49ers game where we said that gives you a 
about a 25% chance to win. So it's not like it would be unheard of for them to pull the upset. I kind of have a feeling their defense is going to play okay. I don't think they're, you know, I think they're going to give up some big plays, but I don't think they're going to get the ball moved on them uh, all game long. And so I'm going to have this as a close game. I'm going to have it as uh, Ravens 27. I think the Ravens get like a defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown like they did last week. Eagles 19. Okay, so we have a similar score. Okay. But you have the Ravens covering. I don't have the Ravens covering. Okay. Um, I think that the Eagles offense has showed some encouraging signs. Uh, that I, I think there's reason to be optimistic that they're playing better offensively than they were earlier this year. I don't think the Ravens are as poor offensively as you know the, the stats might make them seem. They had an awful game against the Chiefs. But, uh, but otherwise, yeah, I, I think they'll be able to move the ball against the Eagles, particularly the Eagles' back seven, which Shield said at the beginning of the show is accurate, that if the Eagles win this game, it needs to be the defensive line that, that really does the damage for them. Uh, I am going Ravens 27, Eagles 21. Now, mm-hmm. last week, I picked the Steelers to win and the Eagles to cover, and uh, the Eagles did not cover. Um, so... We'll see, but uh, I'm, I'm doing the same type of thing. Ravens to win. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, Bo's joining us here. Oh, Bo's back. Um, oh, there he is. Welcome back. back. We're doing predictions. We, we, I got my wife's computer. Yeah. Uh, Bo, b- we did have a question, though, real quick. Okay, what do we got? Okay, so so this game you came up with, okay? <laughs> how do you win? Uh, <laughs> uh, what do you mean, what how do you win? What constitutes a victory? Is it a category, you... or like is it's it's not total turkeys? Is it how many no, turkeys whoever, you got right? No. The, what you bid for the turkeys doesn't matter. It's how many predictions you get correct. Mm. So the whole thing's so, about diversifying. Yeah, the whole thing's right? about how getting right. a lot of skin in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. we didn't understand that. So that's okay. good. So I got six. I got two. So I bet on two things. Three. So that's good. Didn't you each get three? <laughs> you got a great shot at this. But didn't you each end up with three? I mean, unbelievable. Um, <laughs> right? Um, and I got... No, I got two. Six, no. you got, I got three, and I got two. So, he got so, Zach. You got Lamar Jackson throws for his most passing yards of the season, right? Yeah, and I got Fulgham 100 yards, and I got Jalen Hurts. Or, or, or no, and yeah, and, sure, and you I got, got and I got you uh, got. So I got no shot touchdowns. at this. You got Andrews <laughs> two touchdowns, Marlon Humphrey big boy uh, punch, and, and whatever your last Jaylen one. Jalen Hurts combined oh, yeah. for 20 rushing passes. So you really should be betting. You should just be betting one every single time and trying to get it. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I I, I got six. Oh, what, did well, to, what did you want me to tell you? Yeah, well, we didn't know those rules. That's the thing. Now I will say I was I was thinking as the thing dropped. If we want moving forward, because obviously There's this no game is here to stay. Forward. This is There's a fantastic no game. Forward. If you want. To hold over your turkeys, maybe that's a thing. You can oh, your, your turkeys unused. Can no, go on I the think next you week, if get, you want. I think your it it should be like like dollars. You yeah, know, I you're, agree. For this you're week, you're putting yeah. in. If you have seven no. turkeys in no. something, you feel no, very like strongly that's happening. Yeah, you get seven points of a hit. I mean, it was very unclear when two of the yeah. three contestants didn't understand it. <laughs> you know, it would be only. All right, we're gonna have to put this up to a listener vote. I don't know if we're gonna have to do a Twitter poll. Or what? You know, if you were clear about the rules and you think, uh, you know, Zach and I did a bad job, then you that's one vote. If you think for this week only, it should be how many of your turkeys got something right, right? You're basically doubling up whichever ones you get right. And that would be the other way to do it. 
to decide the uh, look how mad Bo is. There's Steve. We already got a comment that says everyone in the chat understands. Oh my god. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I said in the beginning. Oh my god. Put it to a vote. This Listen, is democracy. You know, I go on. It was definitely clear. Oh These gosh. are all comments. Unbelievable. These are everybody. <laughs> Thank really. you. I go on this big rant. We get no respect from the company for our podcast. <laughs> We're not on the trailer. I did the listeners. We get like one review, and now you're siding with Bo. I'm out of here. Well, the reviews take some time. Podcast. To, uh, propagate. Okay. Someone said you should have asked before. Come on. Oh, man. Mm. This is really, you people are pathetic. <laughs> go find, go find another podcast. Really. This no, is like, we, we love everybody. This is like Bo rigging an election, right? This is yeah. Like, oh, how dare leader. you? Yeah. He's following in his how leader's dare footsteps. <laughs> I did drop off my, I did drop off my vote yesterday. It wasn't. I planned to do it eight show. more times. He was, he was feeling inspired. Okay. All right. Uh, you're up for a prediction, Bo. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know what you guys have said, but I can't imagine you predicted an Eagles win. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is a horrible matchup for the Eagles. That, like, uh, even though the Ravens haven't been that good on offense this year, I think that sort of means they're due for a good one. Um, this Eagles defense is, you know, I think I think uh, their their one advantage, as we've talked about, is the defensive line. And I think uh, Lamar sort of mitigates that a little bit. And I don't expect the Eagles offense to be super successful against uh, the number one rated DVOA defense. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think this game is going to get kind of ugly. I say Ravens 27, Eagles 13. We all have the Ravens get scoring 27 points. Really? All three of us, yeah. Did you guys both have the Ravens covering? Uh, I did not have the Ravens covering. She I do. Did. Okay. She had twenty-seven, nineteen. I mean, I, I had think it's twenty-one. I think it's I think it's possible that like you know last week they played well. Maybe they maybe they're gonna start playing better on offense. Maybe they found a little something behind uh, Fulgham and uh, Jamon Brown, the Ham brothers. I don't know. If Wentz plays well, then who knows? That's all. That Wait, matters, why is but... Jamon Brown a Ham? Yeah. Brother? Uh, because of course Hamon. Spanish for ham. All right. I think this has come to a screeching halt. <laughs> and I will see everyone next week. <laughs> it's funny because you've you've now gone to the bit shield of uh, of this is a terrible episode <laughs> too many times. But I feel like the beginning and end of this episode really is up there for the, the all time. Oh, I disagree. What? Are you crazy? Did you not listen to Wednesday? Did you not listen to a, what was the, 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 a week ago? I mean, there were 30 minutes in, and no, this is... Toth? That was great no. stuff. People love Toth. No. Okay. All right. Uh, I wasn't joking. Let's wrap it up. Okay. Uh, well, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. Thanks for uh, sticking with us for all three of our technical difficulties. Once again, uh, Marissa, the only one who uh, went one for one on the podcast today. And uh, we'll be back with our post-game pod after the game on Sunday. So for Sheil, Zach, and Marissa, thanks for listening. Make sure you let us know that uh, you did, in fact, know the rules of swooper sore casting. And as always, we love you. <laughs>